Welcome back to the Tribal Brand Podcast. I am Ewinton. I hope everything's been good for you. I quit my job. Yeah, I uh, finally had enough of my project manager, my boss. Don't get me wrong, the guy's, he's okay for just a guy, just being a average guy, but he has a tendency to make guys clean up after his mistakes, if you know what I'm saying. He screwed up an elevation on 14th Ave, and he had the elevations wrong in the front part of the town, the three-unit townhouse, okay? So in that, from like the front of the building back 10, 12 feet, he needed to cut out another 18 to 2 feet of soil, and he didn't have it done. So, he comes to me about a week and a half ago and says, Hey, how do you feel about helping Andy dig that out with a shovel? I told him straight up, uh, I'm not happy about that. I said, you better get a third shovel. So we go on and on like this for, I don't know, probably a week. And he would mention it and I would ignore him or just say, nah, I'm good. In fact, I even mentioned to him, hey, just get a machine, man. And you know what he says to me? He says, you and Andy are my machine. But keep in mind, this is all through text. This isn't in person. So, he couldn't see the expression on my face. Not happy. During this whole time, I'd been staying in contact with another builder. And I said to myself, well, it must be time to call Omar back. And I did. And we scheduled a second interview with him and his partner, It went very, very well. I was very pleased with where we were going with our conversation. In the beginning, we were talking about going part-time, but then as the interview was going on, I could see that they had changed their mind and they're looking for a full-time guy. Full-time. So I'm thinking, hmm, interesting. See, what I was going to do is I was going to work at Depp Homes and then work part-time for this guy, Omar for a little while and see how everything went. So now, they're looking for a full-time superintendent, but as I go on and the more I investigate, I see that he's going to need more than a superintendent. He's going to need a project manager. And that's really what I've been aiming for for the last couple years. Now, I'm a little nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot more entailed in it. A lot of paperwork. A lot of red tape as it were. So they asked me, what would it take for me to come over and work for them? What would I need? So I gave them what I wanted, what I felt like I needed to do the job, and I shook hands and I got up and left. So it went swimmingly, and in fact, on my drive home, he texted me and asked me if I could meet him on Saturday at the job site. So right then, I knew I had it. I knew I had it. Why would he waste my time and his time? So I went and met on site. And uh, I'm going to start out doing some townhouses and then move on up to Seattle and do some of the multifamily stuff. Very excited. He's already got projects coming. Ballard, Redmond, UW. The beautiful thing about it is he said that, well, he hasn't said yet, but that was part of my deal was if I'm going to be driving up north a lot, he's going to have to give me gas money. I'd like a company vehicle too, even wink wink and he sort of smiled and knew what I was saying so if I could get a company vehicle 
in a gas card. Oh, Lordy me, I would be like in heaven. That would be the ultimate raise right there. The wear and tear on a vehicle driving a couple hundred miles a day. Mm, it's hard on a vehicle, man. A thousand miles a week. That's a lot of miles. So all you construction workers and such can appreciate the fact that if you can get a gas card and a vehicle, that's where it's at, man. So we meet on site on Saturday, and we go over, and I'm looking at the houses, and he's meeting with some buyers, and I'm going through all the houses, and these are easy frames. These are easy finishes. I can knock these out in no time. 90 days, baby. That's my goal. So we talk for an hour or so. And he goes, so if we decide to go with you, I'll let you know. If we decide, I'm thinking to myself, dude, just say it, man. Just say it. You already know you're going to hire me. Just say it so I can give these other guys notice. But I didn't say anything. I shook his hand and said, thank you, Omar. It's been a pleasure. Because you never know these days. You really never know. So you can't count your chickens for the hatch. So I get to work on Monday, this past Monday day after Easter and one of the first texts I get in the morning is hey man Andy really needs your help over there digging those trenches out you really need your help I apologize man but you don't have any choice texted me this and I don't have any other choice so I'm thinking oh yeah I do have choices man but being the team player and most excellent superintendent I jumped in to give Andy a hand. See, Andy's just a laborer. He gets about 15 bucks an hour, I think. And I thought it unfair for me to not help him. So I did. I calculated it out. It was somewhere around 1,000 cubic feet of dirt that we dug out. Anyway, about an hour after I started digging, my project manager shows up and he grabs the roto hammer and starts poking holes in the hard pan. See, this just wasn't dirt. This was hard pan with dirt, gravel, rocks, packed down. You know, probably a billion years worth of packing. At least a couple hundred because their house was there before. Anyway, he knows I'm really pissed because I'm giving him the back of my head and my answers. My responses were very, very curt and short. Like, yeah, whatever. Okay, stuff like that. And he knew I was pissed. So I kept thinking about it all day long. I have no other choice. I have no other choice. I got no other choices. I got to get in here and dig this because I don't have any more choices. I was just waiting for the response from Omar. I was just waiting for the offer. And sure enough, about 2 o'clock that afternoon, in comes the offer. It was more than what I had asked for as far as wages. We haven't sat down and talked about anything else, but I'm just hoping that it all works out well. It was nothing against the owners of the company I was working for. They were very, very nice people. Fed me lunch probably three or four times within the two months I was there. So, nothing against them. A project manager is a tool. I mean, I wouldn't have been so agitated if he'd have jumped in the hole with me, started digging. See, that's the whole thing is I am a worker first job I ever had was cutting trail and digging for the Whatcom County Parks Department. I think I mentioned that before. So that was my first physical job. So digging ain't nothing. I'd do this all day. I mean, come on. The whole fact of the matter is, he wouldn't get in there with me. That's 
where I lost all ambition to work for this guy. I mean, that, isn't that what they did to the slaves back in the day? Why don't you guys go build this pyramid, and we're going to sit here and watch. I know, I know, it was light years away from what the slaves went through, but I was kind of pissed off. So I get home that evening, and I discuss it with my wife, and we talk it over, and go ahead and uh, pull the trigger. And so then immediately sent a resignation letter into the office and project manager. Next day, he calls me up. Hey, I need you to do this. I said, did you get my, my letter? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, I served notice. This will be my last week. So it was, and here I am. I finished helping dig that hole. I finished out the week. I felt better for it. I didn't screw the company, but dude lost all respect for me. And the funny thing about it is that afternoon, yesterday afternoon when I was quitting, the boss gave him another project to handle by himself. So karma, man, karma is a bummer. You know, when I was digging those trenches, I had lots of time to reflect, lots of time to think about things. So I'm thinking to myself, there's other workers around. Concrete guys are there trying to keep their forms going while we're trenching out because they needed us to trench these out for them to build their forms for their footings. And I wondered to myself, why do these guys not tuck their shirts in? Ass cracks everywhere. And to be honest with you, I'm not down with that, man. You need to tuck your shirt in. I don't want to see your ass crack. I don't care if it's one inch or three inches. It's nasty. I don't recall when I started wearing a an undershirt under all my shirts and tuck it in nice and tight. So if you ever do bend over, you don't have that. I mean, come on, man. Don't you feel the breeze if it's breezy out or if it's cold out? Don't you feel that, man? Have some class. Have some self-respect. Some dignity. I mean, come on, man. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else. But just think about it for a second. I do not want to see you where the good Lord split you, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, isn't that like indecent exposure? I'm pretty sure in some societies around the world, you could get into some trouble for that. They might even, I don't know, execute you in some of them countries over there. You know, some of them countries will cut your friggin' hand off if you steal a loaf of bread. That's really intense. That's a pretty heavy toll for somebody who might just be hungry and don't have any money to pay for said loaf of bread. So I say, over here, cover your ass crack. I don't want to see it, and I'm pretty sure nobody else does. Have some respect for your fellow man. Have respect for who might be around you, man. If there's any construction workers out there listening right now, next time you bend over, Make sure you have a long shirt on or even a shirt tucked in. Thanks. Some of you might be wondering why I titled this episode Ass Cracks and Art Attacks. Well, I'm about to tell you. See, a couple weeks ago I posted a drawing of a raven stealing his son on the Twitter. And somebody from the north responded with, Oh, F! With an exclamation point. I'm thinking, wow. 
wonder why they said that. Why'd they write that? I had other. I had had some compliments. Some people said, "Ooh, that's nice," but this one here, I didn't feel good about. In fact, I felt like uh, a little bit slighted by that response. So I go ahead and I post another one. It might have been the Happy Wolf or the Dancing Orca. And she comes back with, What do you call this art? And it took me a while to respond because I'm at work. I have a job. So it takes me a couple hours to respond back. And I respond back with a simple, I call it pencil art. And she comes back with, Oh, it took you long enough to respond Almost if you had to really think about it. And I respond back, no, I'm not thinking about it. I'm at working about it. Okay? And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I got better things to do than stay on the Twitter. And I think I wrote back to her, yeah, I got better things to do than sit on this app all day and give people a hard time. And her next tweet was about how she felt like I was stealing their art form. Because, see, she's up in Alaska. And they have certain form lines and certain shapes that they use that their people have been using for thousands of years. And she's telling me I'm stealing this from them. And I wrote back, no, I'm just doing my art. Art is a form of expression. It's just what I'm doing. I'm not out trying to hurt people's feelings or steal anybody's art. And, uh, you know, that was all I was going to say. And she comes back again and starts insulting my art, telling me it's like, toy store art or something to that effect I'm like whoa here here's another one for you so I decided to send another one because she was being like that so I sent one another one of the raven with the sun all in black and red paint but she comes back again and she says oh now you're stealing our colors and I'm thinking wow so the Indians of Alaska discovered red and black. So I text back. I didn't realize that you guys had uh, discovered the red and black colors. And I didn't know that they had made you the spokesperson for your tribe. And I continued to write, well, since I know how to bead, make drums, carve, I must be stealing their culture. Must be stealing her culture. Well, after that, I'd said some things that weren't very nice. I was a little bit agitated. It wasn't the fact that she had said these things about their art up there, that these form lines and such, that you had to get permission to use them forms. And I'm thinking, I don't have a problem with that. I didn't know that. See, I don't have a mentor. Nobody showed me how to do this art, so I just started doing it. If she would have come at me with a, hey, by the way, you know, it's it's nice looking art, but she accused me of not even being an Indian, not even being native. Coast Salish, man. My picture's right there, man. You know where I come from. I'm one of you. Kindness goes a long ways with Patman. But if you become cynical and snotty, I come right back at you. That's just the way I am. I won that Twitter war. She deleted everything that she said, everything that I said. So now I can't pull it out. All she had to say in the beginning was, you using our art forms and representing the Alaska art is against the rules, man. You're supposed to get permission. And in some cases, you're supposed to get educated and taught 
In some cases, you have to apprentice under an artist for years to become an artist, a tribal artist. So she just had to be nice to me, and I wouldn't have flipped out. I would respect that. I would say, oh, I get it. We'll absolutely take a look at the Coast Salish art form and look at my art form and see what I can do to respect theirs. But just because I beat a certain way or I make a drum a certain way or I carve a certain way, in my mind, it doesn't mean disrespect. So I wasn't disrespecting her tribe. I wasn't disrespecting their art form. I just didn't know. Luckily, a friend on Twitter chimed in who is an artist and who trained under a Coast Salish artist explained to me, explained the differences. And I got it. I'm like, oh, okay. I see now. So now I look at my art differently than I had before. I look at it like it needs to be modified a little bit. Because I would never want to disrespect anybody's art form or anybody's way of expression. I want my own. So, anyway, I won that Twitter war. I certainly did. It's the one and only Twitter war I ever was in. And I won. People in the world just need to treat other people decent. Doesn't mean you gotta kiss their butt or bow down to them or do things to please them. To make yourself feel loved and adorned. No, just be decent to one another. That's all you have to do. That's what I do in work. I just treat everybody decent and right. And I think I get the respect that we need as superintendents or project managers or as another human being. So my words to that individual in Alaska. I apologize if you felt like I was stealing your art. Didn't mean anything by it. My apologies. Now, move on. Well, well, well. The Mariners came back to Earth, just like I predicted. They're not hitting for crap again. Their defense is atrocious. It's embarrassing. I'm 57. I think I could feel better than some of them guys. That's just me. I am a little overconfident sometimes. Always have been. Always have. Now we got Russell Wilson who got to sign a like hundred and some million dollar contract with 61 million guaranteed. Oh my God. We better be winning a Super Bowl pretty soon for that. I don't care who you are. I don't think you're worth that kind of money. But I'm an old man. What do I know? I don't know anything about sports. But I do know this. Tiger Woods, he won the Masters. Yes, he did. I hope you all had a blessed Easter. I did. And I hope you have a great week to come. I'd love to hear from you guys at uwinton.elwa at thetribalbrandpodcast.com I am Uwinton. Peace.